Welcome to Sisters Inc., our podcast for and about women business owners, brought to you by Black Enterprise and sponsored by Nationwide. I'm your host, Elisa Gums. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the country. And on every episode of Sisters Inc., we'll sit down with one successful CEO and share how she slays the challenges of being a black woman in business. Today's episode is all about proving your staying power. We're chatting with Lisa Price, who famously started the now iconic brand Carol's Daughter in her Brooklyn kitchen 27 years ago. Welcome to Sisters Inc., Lisa, and thanks so much for sitting down with us. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, first of all, I have to say before I get to the questions that I think for an entire generation of black women, you are the face that we see when we think of a black woman entrepreneur who made it. Um, so I'm really honored that, that you're here on the show. And I'm also from Brooklyn, so I remember the <laughs> early days of Carol's Daughter, the first time I was introduced to one of your butters, and when any of my girls would come into town, how we had to make the pilgrimage to the store <laughs> down in Fort Greene. Way back when, when you started, what was the biggest dream that you had for the business? I thought that it would be an alternate way for me to earn money. When I first started, my job was working in television production. I did script supervising and production coordinating. And I loved my job, but it was long hours and inconsistent and weekends and nights and all of that. And I thought, you know, whenever I get to the point where my husband and I decide to have children, how can I maintain this schedule and be able to be a mom? I, I just didn't know how it was going to work. So I started to think, well, if I can make this business thing work, then maybe I can contribute to the household and have a job that is at home, um, which would make it easier to manage childcare because I'd be close to home. Didn't quite work out that way because no. <laughs> I travel a lot. Um, but that's, that's what I was thinking, something that would, would make enough money that I could contribute towards the household. So you never imagined back then that you would have a company with 1,800 employees. I mean, back when you sold the business in 2014, it was valued at $27 million. None of this was a dream for you at the beginning. <laughs> Did you have to come up with, like, a new dream for the business at each stage? I, I did. Um, I, you know, because I started so small and very organically and not even with that vision of, oh, it's going to be this. My vision was always let it just keep being more. So every time I would hit a certain milestone, I felt like the universe was giving me per permission to dream bigger. So it's one thing to know how to make amazing products, but it's a very different thing to know how to run a store or mm -hmm. get your product on retail shelves, to hire and manage employees, or even to raise capital. I mean, these are all different skills. Um, how did your role in the company change as the company grew? And was it something that you struggled with? Uh, the, the role that I've always had, that's always been consistent, is being the voice of the brand and the storyteller of the brand and the keeper of the history. There were things that I didn't know. I didn't know how to manage a staff. I learned in the early days. I messed up, and then I learned from messing up. 
And when the company got larger, thankfully we were able to have HR departments, so I didn't have to manage it directly, but then I had to learn how to lead and how to have a team trust me and believe in me. Because I was accustomed to working mostly with my family and then with a lot of younger people that I had employed from the neighborhood, from my mom's neighborhood. And so it was very different to have executives who actually knew more than I did, but I'm still technically the boss, mm -hmm. but they know more than me. Um, so it was, it was awkward, it was a bit of a struggle. There, there was a period of time when my philosophy was, you know what, I'm not gonna sit at the head of the table because I'm not actually the person in the room that knows the most. So I'm going to sit at the table and sit next to people because I need to learn from them as well. And that worked a little bit and then it didn't work because different people would perceive that as me acquiescing and, and giving up leadership and they saw it as a sign of weakness instead of a sign of collaboration. Um, so even though it felt uncomfortable, I had to literally sit at the head of the table and then figuratively, it helped me to be more courageous, you know? Because yeah. um, it really doesn't matter where you sit. You are who you are, and if you're the leader, you're the leader. But that physical exercise of being uncomfortable sitting in that seat, I learned how to get comfortable sitting in that seat. That, that's really amazing, um, because when you said that you had to get other people to trust you as the leader, you know, the first thing I thought was, you know, did you trust yourself as the leader, leading people, as you said, knew more than you, um, you know, because you started out with, I'm, I do this thing here, mm -hmm. and then as the business grew, I once um, heard Jessica Alba speak about her company, Honest, and how she got to a point where she was just like, you know, I should really step aside as the CEO, because... Mm -hmm somebody else needs to take this to the next level. I've sort of done as much as I can that I know how to do with it. And, so. and CEO, honestly, was always a title that other people would give to me. You know, I would get introduced someplace and someone would say, and we have the CEO of Carol's Daughter. And I always saw myself as founder. I think contracts along the way, technically I was listed as president, but I think founder is really the best title for me because CEO does come with a certain set of responsibilities and skill set that I'm not really trained to do, but then founder has its own role as well that other people are not trained to do. So I, I've learned to stay in my lane, um, and my lane is the founder lane. We're gonna talk more about the growth of the company in a minute, but mm -hmm. we're gonna take a second to adjust our crowns here, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Sisters Inc. podcast. We're chatting with Lisa Price. So in 2014, you sold the company to L'Oreal, mm -hmm. and it was huge news in the black business community. Um, and not everyone was happy about it mm -hmm. because it would no longer be a black-owned brand. And of course, we've got a history of black beauty brands being acquired by mainstream companies. Were you ever afraid of what the sale would mean? Did you ever feel like you'd be putting the future of the business at risk? You know. <laughs> in building the company, I had to take on investors and then equity partners. So I always knew 
that that type of exit would be what would happen next. Unless money fell out of the sky, there was no way I was going to be able to repay all of these people. So it was always the thing that I was working towards and doing it in a way where I didn't want to have to settle for whatever came along. Because when you're, when you're in that situation where you have investors and you have equity partners, and our equity partners came in right before the recession. So just as we signed our deal and we started to work together, the recession hit. So what they expected to do in three to five years was taking closer to seven. So they had been patient and you know all of that. And when we were going through the process of finding someone to acquire the brand, I just didn't want it to end up being, well, we got to take the best offer on the table or, you know, because when you get into that, that stage where you're beyond your contract time, you don't have as much of a voice in that process. So I worked really hard to make sure that I did have a voice at the table, that I was guiding it in the right direction, that we were looking at the right companies. So I approached it as if I was doing everything in my power to negotiate the best deal with the best company that was gonna look out for my employees, look out for the brand, look out for me. So when that happened and my number one company was the one that you know came forward, I was proud and happy and um, not really, I, I really wasn't scared because I felt like prior to that moment, I had already gone through so many outside people coming into the brand and processes changing and staff changing and I weathered all of that. Mm -hmm. So I really wasn't afraid that this company is somehow going to destroy the brand. And I also knew that that likely wouldn't happen because then they would lose their investment. It, it's not as if they get to purchase you for a really low ball number. So if they mess up, oh well, right. you know they they pay well um, for this type of opportunity. So they need to make their money back and then some. So destroying a brand or having a founder be miserable doesn't really make sense. I think I was more um, nervous about just understanding the process um, and getting through it. And, and what I thought about most of all was my staff because you would hear stories that, oh, they acquired the company and then they fired everybody, right. which I didn't want to happen. And that didn't happen, which was great. Um, but I think I thought about them more than anything else. And then when the backlash came, it was a little bit like, really, people? <laughs> this is what we're going to do now? <laughs> like, I just made history and also saved the jobs of, like, 35 people. And you're mad at me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a difficult position for a founder to be in yes, because, yes. you know, you go into business and everyone says, Part of the reason that you're in business is to build this big company and to make money at mm -hmm. it and that it should be attractive to other people. Exactly. And then you sell it and, you know, yeah. our community is sometimes less than forgiving when it comes to that. So when you sold the company, you negotiated it in such a way that you really would continue to have a hand uh, as the keeper of the brand, as mm -hmm. you mentioned. That's something that is important in, and it is something that does occur 
I just don't think that we've always gotten to see it. And I think what makes Carol's daughter a little bit different and then Shea Moisture as well is that these things happen in a time of social media. Mm -hmm. So everything plays out a bit more publicly. Um, but you know there have been acquisitions of indie brands where founders have stayed on for a number of years. We just don't have many acquisitions of African-American-owned brands, um, so it is even more of a spotlight. Um, in an industry that's incredibly fickle, um, you guys have stood the test of time. You, you hit the milestone of 25 years and have kept going. How do you explain the brand's longevity? The only thing, honestly, that I can come up with is we have always been authentic. I learned really, really early that I couldn't solely focus on earning money. I had to earn money because it's the only way that I'm going to pay my staff and pay rent and pay for supplies and that type of thing. But I've, al I've also understood that my role is not just to be a successful business owner, but to be an inspiration for other people and to, and to be a person that gets to work with people and then watch those people grow. And I've had a number of my employees leave and go start their own things. Not necessarily everyone starting a company, but pursuing something that they dreamt about for a really long time and then they get the courage to go and do it. Um, and one of my older employees became a makeup artist, freelance, and she does so many celebrities now and is constantly booked and, you know, watching that happen and, and being a part of that and knowing that in a, in a small way, because they see you achieve your dreams, they, they're inspired to achieve theirs. That has always been more important than the money to me mm -hmm. and the most fulfilling part. So I think because I've always been true to who I am and, and authentic and I put that first, I get blessed with still being relevant, still being top of mind, still making some money. <laughs> and, and from a customer standpoint, like what, what do you think it is that makes the customer still like feel so attached to the brand because you really have customers that love the brand? I think she knows that we care, and I think she knows that I care. Um, you know, the, there, there was a time when we didn't have access to people, and with social media, people can have access. So you, you can choose to follow the brand, and if you follow the brand, you learn everything about what's coming out new and what ingredients are in things and how to use things, but then you can also follow me. You know, and, and I'm there and I'm myself and I'm honest and, you know, my team is really passionate about what we do. And my team has changed, obviously, over the 27 years. And I consider myself very, very blessed that I've always had passionate people. They come in and it becomes their own and, you know, it's like we're, we're family. They, they don't go away, even though they go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing your small business success story. If you haven't checked out Carol's Daughter, then really, where have you been? But <laughs> go to carolsdaughter.com and follow them on social media at Carol's Daughter. Check out the podcast channel on blackenterprise.com to find Sisters, Inc., sponsored by Nationwide, 
and other podcasts by Black Enterprise editors, writers, and experts. Be sure to subscribe to Sisters, Inc. on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. And if you like what you hear, show your love by leaving a five-star review and put a sister on by spreading the word. This is Elisa Gums with Sisters, Inc. for Black Enterprise. Thank you for listening. Thank you.